Hello, hi, hey, how are you? Welcome to an episode of One Nation Under Pod with me, Ariel. Uh, for my fellow teens out there, politics can be quite confusing and complex. So much goes on at once, there are so many different levels and layers, it's definitely not one-dimensional, but we really shouldn't expect it to be. Our American government is rightfully complex. However, that shouldn't mean we should just be passive about everything because we don't understand how it works. Listen to this. A nation of sheep will beget a government of wolves. Yes, I know, not even more than a minute and I'm already bringing historical literary quotes, but bear with me, it means something. Although the quote by Edward Murrow doesn't exactly describe the current state of our government, because quite frankly, Americans actually did well this election season. We saw something we didn't like and wasn't productive for our country, so in short, we fixed it. Now, lo and behold, we have new president Joe Biden and vice president Kamala Harris, who, by the way, is not only our first female VP, but also the first black and Asian VP to ever be elected in office. I mean, can we hear a round of applause? I know these positions shouldn't be romanticized in regards to the people occupying them, but it does feel pretty good to finally see productive change and diversity in our government. I mean, this is a melting pot of a country. It's about time. Yet, it's too often not everyone sees things like that for what they really mean. What am I talking about? Well, people, often adolescents, can make statements about politics without really knowing what they're saying. Basically talking, but not talking, if you know what I mean. Teens' opinions, especially not in politics, are heavily influenced by the media they're consuming. And that's not always the best thing. Often they can form meaningless ideas, hop on mindless political trends, just to be accepted or cool. And in the end, just be entirely confused or biased because they're uneducated on the matter. I've known many kids who fall on different ends of a spectrum. Either they get super passionate about their uneducated opinions and stick with whatever bias they're fed, or they get so confused and fed up that they simply grow passive and say they don't really care about what happens with our government. It's become kind of a trend to be involved in politics and political debates. In fact, it's also been increasingly popular to participate in, quote, cancel culture, when certain people's political views do not match theirs or have been deemed problematic over time. Yet, are the teens and young adults who participate in this culture actually aware of everything it entails and its implications? How much do they really know about political issues? Yes, I know it is important to try and get involved, but what is the use if we're not really sure about what we're getting involved in? And that needs to change. This is our whole future generation here, and it's not really off to the best start if there are tons more kids like this. And from the surveys I conducted, there really are. Don't get me wrong. I'll admit, I was once extremely uneducated about politics and our American government too. It's not uncommon at all. We're kids for goodness sake. However, that also means that there's tons more that we don't know and tons more room for learning. I mean, look at me now, making an entire podcast episode on politics. That brings me to today's topic. In today's episode, I'll be giving a clear, unbiased, and objective summary slash explanation of the most pivotal current political events. From one team to another, my own point of view to help you form yours, I'll try to rawly simplify outcomes and even explain some basics so you don't have to worry about heated opinions or biased views. Okay, so we don't be too overwhelming. Let's start with something simple and that we're all familiar with, the new Biden-Harris administration. 
how do we feel about this? Okay, so first of all, good, right? No matter if you're a really big Trump supporter or Biden supporter, Obama supporter, Clinton supporter, a new president elected in office will and should always have a positive connotation. New president means new possibilities, new change, new people. There are so many ways we can improve our country, and that won't change immediately with each president, but it does give them four years to try. But there's possibilities in everything. Can we look beyond those good possibilities? Definitely. Can your average teen tell you off the top of their hat why, with specific reasoning, they like Biden or support him? Probably not. And again, believe me, because I've done my serving. Statistics warning, three out of 30 teens I surveyed on this matter could actually provide me with sufficient reasons why Biden equals good. Guys, three out of 30. Random teens, that is 1%. That means 99% of the teens I surveyed randomly had the mindset of why should I care if it doesn't directly concern me? No, no, and no. So let's get into this in the simplest of terms. Joe Biden has extensive plans in economics, racial equality, tackling the coronavirus, foreign relations, immigration, environmental concerns. I get it. That's a lot to keep track of. I'm going to help break that down for you in a simple way so you can understand it. Let's start with economics. You might be wondering, oh, economics, how does that concern me? Well, just listen. Basically, Biden has this super bold plan to rescue our economy. Mind you, I'm using the term rescue loosely because it's actually more of a relief. The president wants to take steps to help with American unemployment and debts. Essentially, he's using his public health priorities as a medium for this, which is actually very clever. Let me explain. Biden-Harris administration is working to, one, train and employ at least 100,000 new public health workers in the basics of epidemic control. Cool, right? Okay, well, listen to this. Two, he's trying to provide money for households below a certain threshold, uh, give extended and expanded unemployment insurance, provide emergency paid leave, grants to renters and small businesses, and even support for child care costs. Even better, number three, our new president is proposing a way long overdue increase of the federal minimum wage, increasing it to $15 per hour, which raises wages for about 30% of all American workers. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good thing to me. Objectively, of course, this American Rescue Plan, or stimulus program as they call it, will help a ton. Next up, racial equity slash equality. Now, there's not a whole program for this area like in economics, but President Biden seems to be keeping his promises so far in increasing racial equity across the nation. Guys, that means he's promoting the dismantlement of systemic racism. So far, yeah, I'd say Biden equals good. Basically, he's already signed four executive actions aimed directly for this purpose context ahead, remember that under President Trump's administration, many anti-discrimination policies were weakened. Not surprising, but still disappointing. In response, as soon as he was inaugurated, Biden underwent measures to increase equity into everything the federal government does. And yeah, objectively, that sounds pretty good. Because this isn't the blind leading the blind, let me give you an example. 
Earlier this week, the Biden-Harris administration pledged to work with Congress on legislation that would increase funding for minority-owned small businesses, invest in historically-backed colleges and universities, and triple funding for the Title I schools serving a high proportion of low-income children. A bit of reference, Title I is the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, passed in 1965, created by the U.S. Department of Education to distribute fundings to schools and school districts with a high percentage of students from low-income families. Bear with me, we're talking about politics. I was bound to bring up history lessons somewhere. But this is good. We are increasing equity, which means increasing equality, which means happier Americans. But next, onward to the novel coronavirus. All right, I don't mean to sound excited talking about COVID, but hear me out. Biden's coronavirus relief proposals sound pretty reasonable. Maybe even a rainbow after the storm. What does it entail? Great question. I'll be honest, it's not super duper clear. So I'll tell you one of the big things done so far, the federal mask mandate. This means masks are required at all times when on any federal properties, which let me tell you are quite extensive. Federal properties everywhere. So it'll be pretty hard to be anywhere without a mask. It's a start, but I don't doubt it'll be effective, especially when Biden undergoes his other proposals. Next up, foreign relations and policies. Exciting, right? Well, I'll tell you anyway, because it's actually really as interesting as it is important. Basically, I'm sure you all remember when Trump, in the middle of a pandemic, broke off relations with the World Health Organization, also known as WHO. That wasn't the only one. He also withdrew from many international treaties, agreements, and bodies which kept peace. But Biden plans to rejoin them. Yeah, so one of the first things Biden did in office was rekindle some of these international agreements with beneficial institutions such as WHO, Uh, the Iran nuclear deal, the UN Rights Council, and the Paris Agreement. Another context warning, the Paris Agreement is actually one of the most significant global climate-related pact, requiring essentially all countries involved to set emission reduction pledges. This also happens to correlate with Biden's ambitious climate plan, which pledges to work towards net zero emissions in the U.S., step back and just think about everything we just talked about it was a lot right so now that we actually know what's up i think we can pretty much agree that their administration will be productive in the best way given our situation it's been a hard four years but an even harder past year but we'll be getting through it and we'll persevere i'll say and you also have to admit that a really good majority of these are objectively beneficial and nationally productive no matter what your political stance is and hey That was the point of today's episode, to show an objective point of view to my fellow adolescents so they can help form their own. Hopefully you all gained helpful insights from my raw commentary and fact stating. Yes, that means it's come to an end. Don't be too disappointed. We did a lot today. I prompt you now to go out there, learn about politics. Trust me, it's empowering and for a really good cause. Shaping our future generation starts with us, individually, one nation, under God. Or pod. Thank you for listening to my podcast. See you next time.